East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another rousing episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I, of course, am Les and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki. Wow, Leslie, you are energetic this morning. A little I am. I have not had any alcohol in this <gasps> week. I just decided I was going, trying to go dry until my trip that I'm going on in 12 days. And so I'm just up and ready to go this morning. Oh, good Lord. You're one of those people that I just look at. Oh, wait, like, excuse me. I had a sip of wine at the homecoming thing yesterday, but it didn't affect me. Well, that, that doesn't count. I mean, we have yeah. sip of wine. We have sip of wines at church. So, I mean, listen, <laughs> it is what it is. I, I'm also dry, but um, just other regions. Anyway, yes. how was your uh, homecoming? Tell me all about it. I saw those pictures. They're it was beautiful. very cute. Uh, my daughter went to her first homecoming this year at in her school. For some reason, only juniors and seniors go. Um, the mm. other kids could go if they wanted to, but I guess it, they just don't. It's strange to me, but she had a really good time. From what I know, she's still sleeping. But when I talk to her in the middle of the night, because they have a pre-party that we go to with the parents. So we take pictures, like that's pictures. Then they go to the homecoming and they lock them in there for like two hours and they can't leave. And then they leave that. They go to somebody else's house for a pre-party. And then they went to another place where all the friends are from all the different groups at like an after party in like a warehouse somewhere that they don't get the address to until that night. But they all go on different buses or party you know, sprinters. So they're safe, but wow, it's a lot. I mean, it's unclear if you're describing homecoming or like the plot of the Saw movies, because I'm just thinking of <laughs> I know. like- Well, I was worried because I saw where it was. Like I looked on the Find My iPhone and I saw where she was and I wasn't thrilled with the neighborhood that they ended up in, Ooh. but uh, I ended up falling asleep. I was a little worried, but she got home safe and sound, so- Good. That's all that matters. I didn't yes. do any homecoming stuff when I was in high school. I didn't. I I had no spirit back in the day. Oh, I, I had no little, spirit either. Yeah. I was a little too <laughs> uh, closeted and scared of people looking at me and assuming they see me breathe and they're Aww. like, oh, he's gay. Uh, such is trauma. Anyway, <laughs> on to on to on to other people's trauma. Oh yes. my God, we got the trailer for the Real Housewife. Okay, listen, not just that trailer. We got Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. We got Miami. Yes. We got Married to Medicine. Married to Mad, right. Oh, my God. It's going to be such a busy uh, fall, winter with all these uh, shows coming at us at once. Yeah. Um, what did we you? We might have to break it up into two episodes we were talking about per I week, know, you guys. Let us know if you would like that. So much to talk about. Um, so the Beverly Hills trailer, I'm still left with my mouth on the floor, even though I knew everything, you know, mm -hmm. not everything, but you know, we've watched these months and we've seen what's going on, but to see it actually happen and Kyle talking about it and the tattoo that she got, I mean. I already know. I feel like the first episode is going to be them reacting to Mauricio mm -hmm. and Kyle's split. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we'll get like an ominous, um, five months earlier, you know what right, I mean? So right. I already know exactly. the formula. Uh, this is of how course. It, but I think that's how it's going to go. I do want to say it looked very balanced. I did you even now listen? I I'm not a Rina hater, but I didn't even no think me about, neither. I didn't even think about Rina during the trailer. I was just like, oh, at all. I no, I was thoroughly she, entertained. I did notice that we didn't get like a little intro package of the new housewife because there's a full new housewife, and right. we didn't we didn't get anything of like who she is. Like usually they show like a little bit of like um, something. Yeah. Oh, because we also got the Potomac trailer. My bad, girls. My right. Bad. Right. Oh, that was last week. That was last week. My that bad. was last week. Yes. Yeah. But with the Potomac trailer, we got to see the new girl. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. But the trailer, the Beverly Hills trailer looks amazing. It starts in a few weeks here, October 25th. Um, Anne Marie is the new wife. And during the yes. trailer, she tells, she yells at Crystal, you know what else I want from you? A thank you for giving you something to talk about <laughs> and making your ass relevant. Yeah. I mean, now it's okay. true. I mean, what has Crystal given us? Ugly leather pants. 
I jealous of your ugly leather, leather pants? pants? Um, and then I did not, I heard Denise Richards was filming. She does not look, um, the best. She sounded very, I, I want a deep voice like that. Like that's how I'll put it. Like, I know. It was, is she like a, is she like a two pack a day smoker? I don't know what it is. I don't know. Voice is very deep. I mean, listen, I kind of have a deep voice, so I'm not one to talk, but her sounds very manly. I love when, listen, now Erica Jane is polarizing and she's gotten more polarizing. Mm-hmm. But when she looks at Denise and says, did you know I did $7 for a naked bottle of Denise? <laughs> that was, I was like, oh, yes. Thank oh. you. <laughs> And Denise is like, you are one evil woman. Well, I felt like I was watching Bold and the Beautiful at that point when she said that. But Denise is like, what is Denise's issue with Erica? I didn't know they had issues. Me neither. Last last I recall, they were booed, but I don't remember. Who knows? Who Um, knows? Erica does admit that she is one evil woman. Elsewhere on the trailer, we then get the Kyle Morgan. um, Mm Mm-hmm. Kyle Morgan Saga Garcelle wonders if there was infidelity would you even say it Kyle says I don't know which is very honest because why would she tell these girls so they can weaponize it right exactly Sutton Strack who my love and adore fellow Virgo she's Mm -hmm. the one that feels there's more to the story Kyle isn't telling any the group every time I go on line i see something about cheating where there's smoke there's fire she says confessional now i do want to point out something my tongue popped if you can't hear it yeah <clears throat> if rena was on the show uh-huh. and she was asking the same questions that sutton was asking uh-huh. do we think for a second that fans would have been cheering the way they were cheering for sutton? oh no 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 way no although i also think though that a lot of people really hate kyle for some reason which i have never really understood because i love kyle so mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure it could go either way because it was Kyle bashing and all the LVP stands probably enjoyed that. So maybe they would have been okay yeah. with Rinna doing it. I don't know. Because to me, it, I think if they hate the housewife that's being messy for being messy, they're going right. to be like, oh, there she goes. Being... Again, I don't understand. Right. I don't understand. And um, I saw this Twitter. I forgot who tweeted it, but they said, a lot of y'all hate housewives who do their job and I can't understand it. And I just agree. I'm like, what is the problem? Like we need somebody to carry story. And I, I feel like a re- broken record, but I also thought, okay, if Tamara was saying this, people would hate Tamara. What a bitch, mm-hmm. what a evil monster, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. But because it's the end and because everybody loves to hate Kyle, it's oh queen. It's okay. Uh-huh. Queen, queen. Mm-hmm. Speaking of other Speaking of other queens, we got the trailer for Real Housewives of Miami, which is now we coming did. to Bravo. Yes, they're of- stepping it up. Congratulations, ladies. Welcome back to Bravo. Um, the discourse I saw on Twitter was people were like, oh, now that it's on Bravo, we're not going to get three episodes at a time. And it's like, listen, do you really care? Like, does it matter? No. Like, I just, just watch it. It's better for us. And we don't have to recap so quickly. I think that's better. I, I It's better week oh, by sure. week. I don't know what the hell happened between Larsa and Gertie, but um, that's who Gertie is telling Larsa that she's a pathological liar. Yeah. Um, and the girls look amazing on their updated cast photo shoot. And it's, they Lisa is still dealing with stuff from her nasty ass divorce. Mm-hmm. What surprised me in that trailer for Miami is that Alexia and her husband Todd are having apparently financial issues. Yes. And even at one point, Alexia's like, we have to leave the apartment. I'm like, oh my God, interesting. I did yeah. not see that coming. But you know, it's just that's such a beautiful apartment. And I mm-hmm. I think that we should just take a moment of silence. I'm just kidding, be dramatic. <laughs> um, what I did not also expect is seeing Lisa and Kiki, the friend of Kiki, my namesake Kiki, I they know. are yelling at each other in a Mexican river. You know, you can't make up, like, the best writers could not think of the how to write these scenes because they're <laughs> they're yelling at each other at a Mexican river with, right. the mariachi, with the mariachi in the background playing. What writer is going to sit there and conjure up this nonsense? Like, the fact no. that they're screaming on at each other. one of those boats. What are they called? Like, with the fan on it? Exactly. Like I... I've always wanted to go on one. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, the best freaking writers could not sit there and think, let's write a scene 
scene where these two women are in a river and arguing yeah. with mariachis in the background. Like, I could not think about mm -hmm. it. So insane. I hate it here. Um, anyway, uh, those were the trailers. Uh, Miami starts November 1st, a week after Beverly Hills. So we're going to have to watch. Oh, my God. I just realized my schedule here. Yeah, we're mine too. To watch Salt Lake City on Tuesdays. Yeah, our schedule. Sorry. We're going to mm -hmm. watch Salt Lake City. And then we're going to have to watch two hours. Oh, I love a back-to-back -back session, but not Housewives, because those are just two hours. And then watch what happens live. You know what, Andy? They. Andrew Cohen hates us. And then Potomac on Sundays. We're going to have four episodes or four. Um, yeah. We're going to have cities. to find a way to break it up, even if I have to do it at 10 o'clock at night. It's fine. Exactly. We, we, got, we got this, y'all. We're going to do yes. this. Um. Elsewhere in Bravo land, why don't we, you know what, she loves the attention. What's yeah, going on it's... with you and Bethany, Leslie? <laughs> so as most of you know, Bethany and I, no, just kidding. But I oh. was a Bethany stan for a long time. Like yes. I thought she was so great and amazing. And now I've just kind of had it. Um, And I'll preface this by saying, again, I agree with a lot of the things that she talks about about people getting equal money on reality shows and how the networks are making so much and the stars you know some of them aren't and maybe some of the ways that they're treated not necessarily on bravo but other shows okay that being said she is coming for andy this week like nobody's business and she has been the mm -hmm. whole time and i honestly this was quote unquote this was her what she was just talking about this week, which uh, was on her podcast. So she's ranting about Andy, that Andy has built a fortune and is buying beach houses on the backs of women, claiming oh. they get filthy while he remains clean and gets filthy rich. And she says that maybe she is biting the hand that feeds her, but the hand needs to be bitten. Then on the flip side of that, we have a video of her. I think it was when she left Housewives for the second time and she was on Watch What Happens Live. I'm not exactly sure when that was from. It could have been when she was coming back. I don't know. I think it was from when she left because it seemed like a goodbye kind of scene. And she's praising him and saying mm. that she Housewives has allowed her to become a role model for women. And she says, Andy, I love you. She gets up. She gives him a hug. It's a whole situation. And then this. So I, which is it, Bethany? <laughs> Were you friends? Were you not friends? Did Was it good for women? Was it not good for women? I, I like, And I also think she gives him too much credit. He is no longer in charge. He's an executive producer on all Housewives shows. And has like some say, obviously, he is not an executive at Bravo anymore because he's talent. He was before Watch What Happens Live. And then they kind of shifted him over into just the talent category. And I'm sure he has a say on some things. But like, I just, what is wrong with her? I think she, I don't know. I have no idea. I have a theory. Where... I do have a theory. Go ahead. Um. So my theory is, and this is just alleged. and um. Teddy actually thought the same thing and oh. I don't want to get sued and Emily warned her. So this is my opinion, my opinion. I'm going to say the same thing as Teddy did. My opinion. I think the <laughs> night that she was on Watch What Happens Live with Jeff Lewis and her daughter was in the audience. Meanwhile, I don't know why her daughter was in the audience of the show. Like, did she, she knows how that show operates. She knows things get shady. She didn't know what was going to happen. And to bring like an 11 year old girl, because she was like 11 at the time, I think, to that show and maybe see her mom in a light that she didn't want to see her in. And mm. when Bethany left the show, she was like angry, allegedly. And I think that that's part of her motivation here because she got embarrassed in front of her daughter who shouldn't have been at the show anyway, because it's like 21 and up. And at this point, it they were calling her out for being a hypocrite because she left the right. show. She bashed the show, and, and then, then started a I, podcast. Started about a it. podcast about the shows. Mm -hmm. I, and to me, I think it was just them giving her a hard time because that's what that's what friends do, I guess. Like if I sit here and bash Bethany today, and the next mm -hmm. week I post a selfie with her. I know you're going to call me out. Like I know you're right. going to call me out because that's what friends do. But I'm trying to just find some sort of reason why she's so angry and why she's so mad and why she, because it's this because point, her daughter was there. I'm telling you, it's because of her daughter. She got well, embarrassed I, in front of her daughter, which she shouldn't because she knows how it works there. 
Well, during the episode, it's funny that you bring that episode up because during the episode, um, they just questioned her about that. And Jeff insinuated mm-hmm. that she was a Jeff Lewis insinuated that she was a liar. Uh-huh. Um, in the this Instagram account posted a video saying that she was in the audience when Bethany and Jeff were in there. She said that during the commercial break, nothing seems off or like an ambush, but Bethany mm-hmm. probably just feels that way. They seemed very friendly. Now, Bethany must have seen that video because she said she didn't deny anything at, uh, regarding the video, but she just said, mm-hmm. here we go. Andy's always protected. We're always being skinned alive. We're out here. We're throwing like pieces of meat just to get ripped apart. Shit. Andy and is then, not always protected. People hate him. And then she's like, me. we're using him like he's using us because we want to promote our shit. So which is it then? Homegirl, right. like, you know. <laughs> that's the thing are we sure she's a scorpio and not a libra because i have a libra daughter and they can't make a decision to save their goddamn lives so oh libras we love them um we love to hate them but yes. you know what i uh i hope bethany just like just where's that mute button girl because i am just i'm so i feel I'm she'll get so... tired of it eventually that's what I'm she so does. Tired. I'm tired. Yeah, she'll get tired. I think she'll get bored and she'll something else will come up and um it's just wait, and I have <sighs> to say this. Did you know that she has a show on YouTube where she just films herself doing shit all day, apparently? I didn't know that. I'm gonna have to if you have to pay for it, I'm certainly not watching, but if I can watch a little just to see what it is, she like has a new episode of Bethany every day, it says. It sounds I mean... terrifying. I forgot people can't watch my face on camera because my face is just speaking for me right now. But I'm just like, the hell is that? Like, that sounds like a nightmare. Um, And she's also, and this is probably controversial, but she is pandering to the base that likes words like woke and and canceled and likes the words like woke and canceled and cancel culture. Mm -hmm. I she's not stupid she knows what she's doing when she uses words like woke and she knows what she's doing when she uses mm-hmm. words like she cancel does. culture she knows that a certain base is going mm-hmm. to support her when she feels canceled by the woke media like it's girl, true that's so pathetic like girl, it's you have, true you have fallen so far from grace and yep. it is so sad it's sad well i'm sad i'm sad, I'm sad that i was a fan for so long and had like no understanding of who she actually is although she, i think that menopause has probably done a number on her i mean it's who she became because if you yeah. rewatch housewives she's great on the show but right. i don't know why she chose to take this lane and frame i don't know i don't know we'll, we'll never know i don't know well let's get into we the recap because know. we have salt lake city and new york let's yes we start. do salt lake Come city on. Speaking of uh, the poor employees that are succumbing to these awful, tragic conditions, <laughs> Salt Lake City was so good. I'm sorry. It was so good. It, it is delivering this year. Delicious. I mean, absolutely delicious. Really good. Every episode is good. Oh, and by the way, I had a filet of fish. I saw your post. I also the other day had a filet of fish that I ordered last Sunday. I was sitting around feeling sorry for myself for a minute. So I had, I ordered McDonald's and I had filet of fish and that medium filet- fries. I had not had a filet fish in I don't know how long. And um, I forgot they put cheese in it. So next time I'll put no cheese. Yes. But, oh, my God. I could we do without call, the cheese. Me and my friend Nunu called it the McMary. I'm like, let's have a McMary. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, everybody. So this was episode five of Salt Lake City. Um, and at this point, we have Meredith. We start off with Meredith updating Seth about Palm Springs and the drama that happened there. And she lets him know about her situation with Angie and also mentions Lisa losing her $60,000 ring and the drama that ensued. And that was some damn drama. Although I understand just that was a lot. So Meredith then shares that Monica took issue with Lisa bragging about her materialistic behavior. And then she gets to the meat of the situation and lets Seth know, Miss Angie K better watch her weird sunglasses because she will mention it all. <laughs> she Those is sunglasses- a scary woman. Exactly. Um, speaking of scary, Angie K's sunglasses collection is a little terrifying to me. No, like she- I... I, I uh-uh. She shows up and they're scary. Like they're just weird. Does she pick the worst sunglasses? Is that like her goal when she's trying them on? How can I look the craziest? How can I look futuristic? Like I belong on the the Matrix or something. I know. I know. Anyway. 
Anyway, so Lisa meets up with Meredith to get facials and she randomly shares a story about how she's been banned by a tanning salon where she insisted on getting tan when they were about to close. She had her membership canceled by the corporate office for her tanning tantrum. I, she really, it was an emergency tan. That's what she, she sounded like such a Karen because she said that she said she didn't, if she would have omitted the detail about they were going to close in half an hour, right. then maybe you would understand it. But she was very unaware yes. that she'd like the, the poor girl that's dealing with Lisa saying, I need a tan. Let I me you- tan. That's what she was saying. And like, I, I see her stomping her feet there. How embarrassing. That's so mortifying. Horrible. So they both get their faces scanned and Lisa's skin is blotchy and she finds the machine to be rude for calling out her bad skincare. She's got some damage, like some sun damage, I think. It looked like freaking ghost face in the middle when um, they showed that screen. I would not have signed off on that. Uh, There is nothing. I would rather have my shit on the floor like Ramona than (laughs) see my face like that. Seeing your face look like a monster. Yeah. I'm good. I I don't need to be told on a public forum that I have bad skin. No. I also don't want to get my face scanned ever because now I'm afraid to see what it might look like. So, um, so Lisa should be happy that she's banned by the tanning salon, obviously (laughs) after seeing this damage on her skin, it's very, on brand for Barlow to get in a fight with a tanning salon employee who refused to fry her skin. I mean, I cannot. Absolutely. Yeah. So then we have Whitney and Monica and they meet up at a restaurant and Whitney lets Monica know it takes time to get into Lisa's good graces and she might want to slow her roll before she instigates with her. Um, Mm -hmm. Whitney then lets Monica know that her behavior was a red flag when she targeted her alleged friends. What do you think about that? I think Whitney was full of shit this scene, frankly. I think, think that so? I think Whitney was trying to check the new girl because yeah. Monica has been very unfiltered and direct and loud. And sometimes it might be performative, but other times I think that these new girls are just um or I'm sorry, the OGs feel mm-hmm. like the new girl has to earn her spot and she knows she's doing too much for camera time and Angie was a friend of at least. But um I don't, Whitney's uh, attempt to check Monica failed, in my opinion. Yes, agreed. So Whitney concluded that Monica was just sucking up to Meredith and Heather, and Monica said she felt like Meredith needed support. Monica is defensive in this case and says that she was holding her friends accountable, which is what Whitney is doing with her now. And Whitney warns Monica to be careful with Meredith because she can flash a serious evil eye on you. Whitney thinks that Mare's hobby is keeping a vault of rumors. And I agree, and she likes to weaponize them. Any chance she gets. That Leslie, is, I don't like it. I'm, I'm disappointed that you didn't say rumors. Oh, the rumors. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me... Whitney thinks that Meredith's hobby is keeping a vault of rumors. The rumors and the nastiness. <laughs> I have been trying to say- Started on the I... husband. It won't come out right like it does for you, but for me, every time I say, that's better. You have to get like purse your lips. I make duck lips and say it. I'm going to need Meredith to do a freaking how to booth at BravoCon. Like, how do you say, oh my God? No, with our little microphones getting our little uh, sound clips there, I'm making her say that with the. The rumors, the rumors, the nastiness of her husband. No, but Monica, I think Monica had a point because she said, I was just telling Angie that she was being a bitch. And Whitney was doing that to Monica right then and there. I also laughed when Whitney's like, I don't want to get involved. And it's like, well, you're doing that now. Like, don't try to talk out of both sides of your ass. Like, you're doing that now, right now. Like, girl, anyway. She's overproducing a little bit this season. So Whitney shares that Justin is now going back to work after his non-compete clause has expired. Um, And this filler scene is just to tell us that Whitney hopes she and Justin can be better parents than Whitney had. Their kids got so old. Like in this last four years, I forget how kids like grow quickly from like one age to the next. Her daughter's like a big girl already. Like, oh, for sure. Almost a teenager. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Um, so Angie then and her totally straight husband, Sean, are playing a game with their daughter, Electra. And Angie admits that things changed in their relationship when their daughter was born and says that she focuses so much time on her daughter and not enough time being intimate with Sean. Talk about some foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. I wonder why production decided to add that scene this episode. I really don't know why. <laughs> I mean, so then we have Heather and her daughters, her daughters, as Teresa would say it. They go skiing and the slopes look gorgeous. Heather says she wants to burn 450 calories an hour with this vigorous sport. And she is thrilled that the girls are skipping school because they have both experienced bullying. Um, Annabelle's incident involved cookies with the C word on them. What? What? I have no words for that. Like, I don't understand. And Heather thinks that her book has caused her kids trouble as a result. And she believes she put a target on their back. But she thinks her girls are minimizing their feelings so they can learn to cope. I think her girls are handling it pretty well. It seems like at least from what they showed on camera. But for sure, I felt bad for the girls saying that. Yeah, I, did. I think that I think being on the show is not helping. And I'm mm -hmm. sure people watch the show and I mean, their mother was and in just, that community. And then their mother was just vomiting and urinating a few episodes ago. So that's right. so much it's ammo for these teenagers. Right. I know. I just haven't been able to stop thinking about those cookies. I wonder what flavor they were. What no, <laughs> <laughs> The see you next Tuesday cookies. I, I You oh, know, boy. I I would just be like, oh my God, chocolate chip cookies. I <laughs> anyway, so Lisa is then inviting all the other ladies to a party, even Monica, who's not in the 1%. Uh, mm. She's having a party to celebrate her success with the Vita brand, which I still cannot find in my local liquor establishment. Um, she showed up in her latest, uh, Angie, Angie, I'm sorry, showed up in her latest Matrix cosplay outfit. Um, and Lisa tells Monica that she resents her materialistic comment. And Lisa reminds Monica that they are all label focused. Look at you with your Louis Vuitton purse. Meanwhile, I think that's the only Louis Vuitton purse poor Monica owns. So I know. I know. How sad. I could donate one that I don't use if she would and like it's, it. And it's probably- probably like on some fucking payment plan like uh, like <laughs> i know poor thing because i know how much that purse is it ain't cheap it's like 5800 and, and listen if you're gonna donate some name brand shit i have plenty of cousins that will take it off your hands first <laughs> we have priority leslie i know that i think friend. my daughter the favorite daughter gets first uh refusal of everything so i'm gonna need her to, to deny some shit let me dm her real quick oh she will like, believe me she will Anyway, so Lisa really resents being called out for her success. And she's wearing these weird denim pants that look super odd from the back. I, she really, Baby Gorgeous, should have just opted out of those pants. What was the leather, <laughs> like, patches on them? They remind me of some guest jeans I had in sixth grade where they were half blue in the front and then half, like, a different color denim in the back. Horrible. It was, it looked unfinished. It looked like she was going to go horseback riding. And then to me, them arguing and not putting those crepes down or crepes down. Oh my God. I could <laughs> I not stop laughing. I kept thinking those fucking crepes are getting cold. I'm offended at the fact that they're just not eating them. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so funny. So Monica reminded Lisa that she had bragged that she could have hung out with Snoop if she wanted to. And Heather mentions that she has a pick with Snoop and shows production. And us, her pick, or production shows us her pick. Sorry. I, uh, I saw that picture of Heather and I was like, that's Heather when, like, allegedly. I know. Like, it is absolutely jarring how different these women look when they I show us, like, before pictures. I know. It's that really picture, crazy. When I, when they flashed that picture of Whitney in a cheerleading outfit, I was like, is that, who's that, Whitney or her daughter? Because it's, <laughs> I know. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. But anyway. I know. Well, one of my favorite games to play is first season current season and see how the looks have changed and try and pick <laughs> out all the plastic surgery that's been done oh we're uh, the best so anyway lisa then puts her finger in monica's face when she's defending herself and monica gets pissed and she retorts by putting her fingers in lisa's face lisa thinks her interests are more expensive than monica's and lisa refuses to let monica shame her for having such fabulous goals See, that's the thing with Barlow is like she is offended that she's being called materialistic in one breath, but uh -huh. then she's like, 
I am though. So it's like, so which is it? Right. Then? So like, which is it? Like these women can't just, make up their minds, man. I love that. Anyway, sorry, I just had to get it on my <laughs> do chest. The best, I eat to the best, Lisa. I can't do that one. That one I can't do. But I can see the rumors, the rumors, oh, and the you. nastiness. Oh my god, so, you're Meredith on Barlow. I love that. <laughs> oh my god, we should totally go up to them and do our impression. <gasps> We're I doing love- that. We're doing that. Uh, I don't sound like that. <laughs> the rumors i'm gonna have to i'm gonna i'm gonna study meredith until BravoCon. when i'm on the plane doing nothing i'm gonna be studying (laughs) so mary finally joins the party and she talks to herself about being overdressed which i don't even know what she was wearing she swishes herself around the room i mean that skirt with the like the strips it wasn't even fringe it was just strips of strange leather or pleather like or a, something looked like a ripped up sleeping bag i'm like <laughs> it, did. it was so ugly um and meredith tells mary that she looks so chic sporting her car wash cloth strips mary's jacket is now being dragged through the pizza lovely and mary looks at whitney and thinks she looks cheap this was the best part. She comments on, she says to, she says, is this where, oh, with the necklace? No. Okay. So Mary comments on Monica eating all the time and then starts bashing Heather's necklace choice. And Heather refuses to let Mary get under her skin and just ignores her diss. She absolutely did. Heather handled it like perfectly. But Mary's like, do you like that necklace? And Heather's like, I do. I and do. she's like, yeah. Why? She is a nut, Mary, man. Mary is just coming here to bully these women. I and then I'm here for it. I I mean I I I'm it's funny, <laughs> but I think they're all scared of her too because nobody really gives it back to her. And no. there has to be some behind the scenes stuff that she has. Like, is she in a religion? Is she in the mob? Like, I know that they're making yeah. fun of, or they're alleging that Angie's in the mafia, but they are not acting like Angie's in the mafia because Mm-mm. they're they're acting. I know. Like a, they're more afraid of mary for sure uh so whitney and monica want to pull angie aside to let her know what meredith has been saying about her and whitney spills to monica that meredith was threatening to share some dark family secret about angie and her husband and then alleges that sean likes to bleep other men and they have an arrangement Whitney finds this hard to believe and wants Angie to know what Meredith is suggesting, the rumors that Meredith is suggesting. But did Meredith suggest that? When did Meredith ever say that? Monica didn't even say that Meredith said it. That's what frustrated me about this scene is that it's somehow now Meredith's fault. Yeah. When Meredith has never said it out loud. We haven't heard her say it. Never. And... The fact that either Whitney just wanted to imply that it was Meredith, because mm-hmm. even when Monica delivered the zinger or the big bomb, um, she didn't say Meredith said. No, that. no, she said the room. The rumors are the rumors. what they are. Right, <laughs> and <laughs> and and Whitney heard Meredith said A, B, and C, and it's like that's mm-hmm. not what just happened here, bro. Like y'all just right. want Meredith to take on this alleged whatever. Oh, that was so frustrating. I know. So once Whitney and Monica tell Angie what the rumor is, Angie defends her marriage of 27 years and their loyalty loyalty to each other. Angie says that Meredith lives to lie about other people's marriages. And the only one that's spreading their legs outside of their marriage is Meredith. Monica warns Angie that the streets are talking about Sean and his alleged boyfriends. Angie then says, I'm sick and tired of her lies and people do not talk about me or my family like this. And she walks over to Meredith. We then get it to be continued when she approaches Meredith to call her out. Dun, dun, dun. I have to say that when Angie heard that, what the rumor was, her reaction Mm -hmm. felt so fake to me. Like she, when she's like, are you kidding me? Like it was such a disingenuous, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? it was such a disingenuous um it felt like she already had heard this in my yeah opinion. she heard the rumor yeah <laughs> i think if she would have led with that and said, the lunatic. if she would have responded with girl people have been saying that for years for years because he's a hairdresser right i mean obviously we wouldn't have a show but i think if she would have reacted like that and said oh you know what people say that for years but i'm still going to call her out if that's what she's saying but right. um she acted like this is the first time she's ever heard mm-hmm. this. 
um you know her husband is a hunk and if he is available i will be willing to sign an <laughs> i'll sign an nda i don't care no, i'm just kidding no but um andy had them on watch what happens live after this episode and andy said that he hates when this trope comes up on the show because mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. but i do want to point out that it's not like they called him gay like i think that it's that he likes to see other like, men he likes to plow men be bi. And so he could be by like i think that his response on watch what happens live was good when he said it's not about being gay it's about the accusation of cheating that's what's mm-hmm. really frustrating which is also true like i mean these mm-hmm. people have been called cheaters and stuff but right it's i refuse to believe that they've been married 27 years and this is the first time ever that somebody has thought that her husband was gay of course in their industry i mean and in they're their, i'm not saying that to be mean i'm just saying it because it's no i mean stereotypes are stereotypes yeah. for a reason like right. if y'all heard right. If y'all heard that my fabulous self likes to fix cars, you would be a little shocked. Like, oh, okay. Like, or if y'all heard, if y'all heard me talk about my wife, would you not be like, oh, okay. oh you're married? Oh, to a woman? Oh, oh aren't you a flaming mom? <laughs> it's like, I'm over here talking like Beverly Leslie from Will and Grace and talking about my wife. I mean, listen, facts are facts, stereotypes are unfortunate, but it's true. Like right. I, that's why I'm like, okay, so yes, he's sticking to the story that he's never had sex with men. And it's possibly true, possibly not. But mm-hmm. even if when, you know, when Meredith lost her shit in Palm Springs and said the rumors, I already had a feeling. I'm like, okay, they're going to say that he sleeps with men. Because not only, not only is it easy to deduce, but it's also probably like, now the one, when they said it in Potomac about Michael, that was shocking because I- Yes, I didn't I see was, that coming. I was shocked that he sleeps with women, let alone men. Like, <laughs> like I mean, oh my God. Because he's like a, a monster. Exactly. So when they said it about men, or when they said it about Michael, I mean, they've said it about Eddie Judge, and that was also Gretchen just pulling straws trying to come for camera. But I've tried, I started thinking of like, okay, well, who else has been accused of sleeping with men? Um, But I mean, listen, like, I just was laughing at Angie's reaction because it's like, girl, that is not the first time you've heard that. But it also didn't help her case that she's like, Mm -hmm. oh, we don't we don't have intimacy and we don't we don't sleep in right. the same bed and yeah so production and that bed is giant they could fit a whole family i think it's just the headboard that makes me think it's so big because the headboard so- stretches across the whole wall that headboard is in pristine condition i have no <laughs> idea what i'm implying but, you guys can- <laughs> but i also thought it was funny that they filmed the entire scene of him going to bed the lights are on i and know like, i'm like girl this is so staged right now like y'all, like y'all could have turned the lights off that man does not sleep with no lights on i know no who does yeah but anyway little... salt, salt lake city is good i'm sorry that we like this nonsense if you are offended then don't watch that's all i can tell you i don't know what's right about. So I think let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we can talk about New York. Okay. Yes. We will be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We are just now going to start talking about New York from this week. Mario. New York, New York. I love New York and I love Real Housewives of New York. Jessel and her husband, Pave, are sitting down to have some alone time and they're talking about their kids. Um, Pave was obviously by himself with the twins while Jessel was with the ladies. Jessel makes it clear that she would not call this trip a vacation because it was a lot. I don't know if any girls trip on these shows is ever considered a vacation because not only are you filming, but everybody's fighting. Right and just not my idea of a vacation exactly there's so many layers of exhaustion jessel vents that she's annoyed by miss erin continuously calling her privileged and jessel makes it clear that she is not trying to compare her story with any of the others particularly Sai. jessel does feel like she needs to smooth things over with Sai after the way they left off and in other news poppy shares that he has planned a staycation with jessel and everything is set up and that's one step in their little romantic direction we then get a really fun scene with Jenna Lyons and she's meeting up with Bryn. Mm-hmm. We can certainly tell this is not Bryn's first time at a gay bar. Bryn is yeah. acting like Jenna's wing woman. <laughs> now Bryn is just such a good flirt. Like I know that people are saying she tries too hard or she's trying too hard, whatever. She just seems so naturally good at flirting. and she's she, so It's just who she is. Yeah. Exactly. She's, she's adorable. Just, she's adorable. She's charming. She's beautiful. Yes. She's 
fun and she's a good sidekick to help dry ass Jenna get her groove back because <laughs> Jenna was standing there with all her rich ass and just I was so uncomfortable mm-hmm. for Jenna because it's she's like a little Jenna. awkward very awkward <laughs> Jenna is just very awkward she ma- she does manage to snag a number all thanks to mm-hmm. Bryn and Jenna feels like perhaps she should remind Bryn that she has been around the blocks a few times I don't know if Bryn just was overdoing it to because she wanted to have you know Jenna get a woman or something but whatever it was cute it was really yeah. fun I would love to go to a gay bar with Bryn Jenna could just hold our stuff <laughs> um <laughs> We then get a double date scene time. Clearly, these two women knew what they were going to talk about because it's Cy, her husband, David. They meet up with Aaron and the infamous Abe the Babe. And then Aaron decides to inquire. Allegedly. You know, Aaron then decides to inquire with the husbands what they would do if their wives did not have sex with them for a year and a half, much like what happened with Jessel and Pavid. Mm-hmm. Without hesitation, Mr. Innocent Abe makes it clear that he would just be fucking other women. David believes that that means the relationship would be over. And Cy was a little more proud of the answer. Um, the fact yeah. that Abe the babe just said, oh, I'll just cheat on you. Right, exactly. <laughs> and David was like, no, I think that that would mean, you know, we're probably yeah. getting a divorce. David's like, uh, bro, I'm a little older than you. You're supposed to think about your answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron begins to talk about how she I think Aaron was overcompensating because she just has to remind the audience how much she loves sex and how much I need sex, I know sex, sex 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 I know I wanted to be like when's the last time you actually had sex then if you're talking about sex as much but right anyway Aaron begins talking about how in about 10 years they might be open to swinging Aaron would rather sleep with other men she goes back and forth about details Sai is just sitting there pretending to be shocked Aaron lets us know that she would rather sleep with a, or that she would even sleep with a gay man if it meant keeping sex in her life. I, as a gay man, I can speak to this. We would not sleep with a vagina. Like, I don't know how. Right. I don't know how she's going to pull that one. I, I don't I, even understand her point there. I think she was trying to be cute, but gay men don't sleep with women. Now, if she's no. offering us, if she's offering us Abe the babe. Listen, some of us are parched and ready, but I would personally pass. <laughs> I but mean, I'm sure there's plenty of gay men out there that see Abe and think for sure. What's the credit card looking like? What's the arrangement? Right, I'm sure. We then get to see another side of Bryn that we didn't see coming, which I thought was very cute. She Me is too. A, yes, she's a rare book collector. I never even knew that was a thing. Um. She even had somebody posted that she was even profiled by some uh, publishing article, like discussing how much she loves books. And I thought it was a very endearing scene of her to show us more than just the side of her that people think she's for sure. Yeah. She's Uh, an old soul. That one, I feel like for such a young girl. Yeah. Speaking of old souls, she takes a call from her brother and they talk about her dead grandma. (laughs) Perfect segue. What a segue. Speaking of old souls, now they do discuss Grandma Mimi, her upcoming birthday. Bryn shares that she's going to meet with an uh, Arboros and plant a tree in Central Park. She gets emotional talking about her uh, Mimi because she was the one who raised her. I hadn't realized that her grandmother had been dead for, I think, a year. So that's still very early in the grieving process. Definitely. Anytime she talks about her grandma, it's really touching for her. Mm-hmm. Um, Uba is ready for everybody to heal. Now, Uba is the one that should offer them healing services because she was the one in all her rage. Uh, rightfully <laughs> right, so. Who, who, yeah. Rightfully so. And Made it, them and need it, to heal. Exactly. She's, she walked around with a torch and was like, here, let me get you some uh, some fucking <laughs> some creamer for these burns I just give you. Uh, Bryn could not attend the event because she has COVID. So Bryn says they can all heal themselves. The ladies each have to set some intentions about truth, patience, and love. Jenna admits that this session is very calming, but Sai on brand now says it's just not into it. She's just too cool for everything. I'm just so cool. I don't get this. Um, Uba cries while the healer talks about her mom, who's also passed away. Uba gets really happy when the food gets there. No surprise there. Uh, <laughs> Jessel asks Sai to go to lunch later in the week so they can figure things out. Jessel then shares that she is going on a staycation with Pavi and she's coming prepared to make sure there's some penetration involved because she is setting those expectations high. Uh, we do get a cute scene of Sai and her daughter. They settle in for some sweets and girl talk. Sai is, or her daughter's a triple threat. She sings, she acts, she dances. She wants an agent. 
completely opposite of where Sai came from. I admit that perhaps she is living through her daughter, but she is also happy to provide them with all the things she never had. I'm glad Sai is a great mother to her daughter because as a yes. friend, she's been a little questionable, but you know what? That's, yeah. That's a different I kind of understand that though, because I grew up like being able to do those things, but I would get like too scared to take like certain classes or do things. And I felt like I don't, my mother doesn't listen to this show, I don't think, but I felt like she could have pushed me a little bit more. So when my kids became of age to do everything, I signed them up for everything they wanted to do. I didn't care. Like, cause for I sure. just wanted them to be able to have different experiences. And I did force them to do some things as well. So, and they appreciate okay. that now. So yeah, I've called my mom out because I grew up singing and my, my parents actually, I grew up singing and I, used to be like scouted like that's how good I am yeah I know I was in the church choir and I told my mom I'm like how come when people wanted me to like I I have this memory of this like older lady not -hmm. even older she's probably my age at the time uh, um this lady was like oh I work for an independent record company and you know we would love to record with yourself I was like 13 my god we would love to record a demo, you know, and then they wanted me to like perform at like fucking the state fair, like <laughs> locally and like just to like oh start. God. Could right. you imagine? Um, and my mom and dad were like, no, it's fine. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? Like, what if y'all would have pushed me? What if I could have been that, like. Right. That's how I, I could have too. I could have been Luann right you now. You could have been Mari. Monique. <laughs> I would have been out there like Monica. Viva Mario. Mario. Exactly. <laughs> So, yes, I do have some unresolved trauma from that. Clearly, now we're just digging deep. As do I, as both of us are here now. It's like getting our entertainment out for all of you. I'm not a, (laughs) uh, yes, I am not a parent, but listen, if your kid wants to do something artsy or sing or dance, just. I'm all about it. Encourage them, please, because I pulled back. Like, I stopped singing. Right. I didn't. I didn't feel like I was good enough. I didn't, I don't, I still, now I sing randomly, but I, I'm learning yeah. now as we're talking about it. I, for a long time, I thought, oh, I'm not a good singer because my parents didn't believe in me and I don't think I Right, should. that's how you felt, I'm sure. And they always shush me when I sing because I'm sure it has a lot to do with like, oh, you know, you're gay and you're singing, you're such a stereotype, but it's like, I mean, come on. But, um, Anyway, wow, we're listening. This is now becoming- I know, we're having like a therapy session now. Now this is now therapy brought to you by Real Housewives of New York. Thank you, Sai, for being such a good mother. (laughs) Anyway, Pavi, let's get back into some awkward sex scenes. Pavi is really pulling out all the stops. He pours the champagne for Jessel while she packs for the night. Good old Bryn has helped Jessel pick out some lingerie to try on and get her husband horny. Um, He's more concerned about having dessert before being sexed, and they- once again, joke, or they joke once again while Jessel tries on that lingerie. She looked so good. She looked amazing. She looked he so was good. very uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable from his being uncomfortable when she like got on top of him. Yes, but she like, did look really good. Like, what's and, going on? And I, Jenna, <laughs> Jenna Lyon should take note because that is some lingerie you pick for your friend. Yes. Because that awkward ass lingerie. Ooh, that, that gown, wore. that nightgown. Oh, that was yes, awful. So awful it was sorry jenna it was a pretty color but it just it looked very yeah old lady we then get a filler scene so uba can catch up brin as to what happened uh was she missed at the healing event since uh brin is still having covid damn this fucking covid man how are we four years into this and it's just not going away now uba is so happy that she was able to bring the ladies together they joke about jessel's staycation uh, Bryn suggests that maybe she should dress up in a match, that her and Uba should dress up in matching maid costumes so they can go spy on them. Uba, being the good health person she is, reminds Bryn that she still has COVID and if she leaves her apartment, she's going to call the health department on her, which I fully support. If you know you have COVID, <laughs> stay your ass home. Yes. Don't spread <laughs> it. I don't now, want it. Exactly. Nobody wants it. At this point, we then get the final scene, which is Sai and Jessel's lunch. Now, Jessel arrives 20 minutes late to the lunch. I want to be, I want to point out the fact they were supposed to meet at 11 mm-hmm. and production was smart and they flashed Sai 20 minutes late. Right. And, and so Sai is just sitting there losing patience because she's mm-hmm. now waiting for a very late Jessel. Yes. Who then shows up 
41 minutes late herself. Mm-hmm. Now, what I wanted to question is, if the lunch was scheduled at 11 mm-hmm. and Cy arrived at 11.20 and Jessel arrived at 11.40, was Jessel 20 minutes late or was she 40 minutes late? Right. <laughs> right. I was thinking, listen, Cy thought she was going to have Jessel sitting there waiting for her. Yes. And that's she why she came 20 minutes 20 late. 20 minutes late. Purposely. And yeah. Jessel... Jessel probably, see, look at God. You try to be dirty mm-hmm. and you never can win. No. So the, the universe saw a size little plan and said, let me just throw a little wrench at your ass. Yep. And for some reason, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but Jessel was 40 minutes late. And mm-hmm. so now Cy probably felt as crunchy as those chips she was munching on because now she's the one looking like a fool. Yeah. She was, I believe that Sai wanted Jessel to wait for her. And like, of course, like, oh, of so course. Sorry. Yeah, Sai looks, I think Sai looks down on Jessel. On Jessel, yeah. Uh-huh. And then Jessel, you know, she comes in full of apologies and she's so sorry that she's so late, yada, yada, yada. She also shares that she's no longer a born-again virgin and it's been a year and a half. And since Jessel didn't get into the nitty-gritty, Sai is even questioning if it's happening. This girl can't win with Sai. Like, no. if she... If she talks about her sex life, she's oversharing. But if she says I had sex, now I need more details. Without details, yeah. Like, does she want the OnlyFans? Like, come on, girl. Right. Like, what Who the needs hell the you? details? I, I, I don't do. care about the details. Well, I really don't care about the details <laughs> no, I of don't your sex like- life. Anybody. Exactly. But, Especially if it's not my friend or like my best friend or yeah. somebody that we have that really Jessel exactly. and Sai don't sit there and talk about like penetration or nothing. So yeah. that, that we know of. And then anyway, Jessel then talks about is Poppy, he's going to Vietnam for miles. And there's just so many questions that I'm just sitting there with Sai trying to keep a straight face because I'm like, yeah, I don't understand that either. Jessel tries to let Sai know that she was never comparing her story to Sai's. And to that, Sai says, I don't care. Sai is the most (laughs) bothered, unbothered person I have ever seen. Because everything is, I don't care. I'm too, I don't care. I'm too cool for this. I'm too cool for like, Uh but she does care. She like overcares. Yes, and you're on you're on Bravo's payroll, sweetie. You have to care a little bit. You need to care. Yeah. You get paid to care. <laughs> you have to care. Miss pretend Cy. to care. Yeah. Jessel is trying to explain herself, and Sai says that this could have been a phone call. That was just so rude. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and you know what's funny is that so many people are hating Sai. And I was like, y'all keep hating her publicly like this. <laughs> you're just guaranteeing her to come back next season. Like it's right. gonna be back. She's a newborn villain. I thought an instigator Aaron and Cy are such good villains now because we need this I'm sorry we do of course Cy then admits that she can be abrasive but she blames it on curiosity because she genuinely (laughs) wants to know who just no that's not true because when they were in Anguilla and Jessa was sharing who she was just or Cy started saying the math was the math thing it's not like right she didn't like her story it wasn't good enough for her you want her story, but I don't believe your story. You like, no, you're right. talking all over the place here. I also think that Jessel like shares because she wants to be relatable, maybe. Like, so she's like not trying to compare that her uncle was an alcoholic to size mom, but she just wants to know she can relate. And some people don't understand that. I'm, I've stopped doing that a lot because I notice I do that sometimes to relate to people. Oh, yeah, I've had the same situation or a similar situation so I understand somewhat whatever and some people don't like that so I've kind of stopped doing that they some people receive it as you're trying to one-up me right you're trying to make it about you people that know me know that's not how I am but like if it's somebody else no for sure and yeah yeah you never know and so speaking of Jessel's uh well Jessel explains to Cy that Sai losing her mother reminded her of her uncle that passed away, who he was right. living. He was an alcoholic. Jason blames herself every day because she thought she could have helped him. Sai calls this dramatic, and she thinks this is comparing apples to oranges to her mother. And I'm like, she's just trying to relate to your goofy yeah. ass. Like you want, like you needed to see her lens, but whatever. Right. Jessel states that she doesn't come from a family that open openly talks about things, and she calls Aaron and Sai vultures who are just constantly tearing her apart. Sai then says that their stories are completely different. And after waiting 41 minutes for her, she's just tired of her comparisons, which Jessel says that she's not doing on purpose. Sai then says, okay, I got to go. And poor Jessel is sitting there with the bill and their issues still on the table because she can't win. And then 
next episode they really get into it and Jessel finally loses her shit with Sai and she's like you're such a mean girl like I'm so tired of you and then Sai starts yelling 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 and then says but I don't care (laughs) right it's like (laughs) you know who doesn't care and it's clear that they don't care is Jenna fucking Lyons like Jenna doesn't care (laughs) Jenna has never once said I don't care because you could just see she doesn't care she doesn't have to yeah you can feel she doesn't care right she right cares she cares nothing at all she's not even going to BravoCon. like that's how much i she know don't care. like that's how much she don't care damn it jenna lyons we wanted to meet you i'm gonna go to the new york panel and when they do q a i'm gonna go out there and be like all right listen we got to talk about this where the fuck is jenna how did she get out yes. of this yes how and i'm gonna film you this? for the pod doing this how did she Else. get out of this i'm mm-hmm. upset that she's not here Bravo fans are crazy. She has mm-hmm. said that she didn't know. She said in an interview recently that she didn't know how obsessed people were. And I'm like, uh, clearly Come you live in a, on. clearly you live in a Manhattan bubble if you had not caught up with how crazy we are because we are cuckoo. Yes. I can't believe she doesn't know. I'm always surprised when they say things like that, these housewives. Oh, I didn't when know. When they're like, oh, I didn't you guys like show. crystal that night. Remember? Oh. oh. Oh, she now you triggered me. Kiss my ass. When Crystal looked at me and said, it's just reality TV. I don't get it. Ooh. And I, that, that's not even a good imitation of Crystal. <laughs> but when she looked at me and said that, I felt like a child whose balloon was just bursted. Just we like, were no. just like, Wait, what? No. <laughs> okay, then, little bitch. <laughs> and then I still, I still protected her cell phone when she ran away. And she I left know. it unlocked. I was a uh-huh. different kind of person. Oh, I could have put her. We could have gone in there. I could have gone on. I could have mm-hmm. took her phone and just walked out. Like, I know. But you know what? I'm not that person. And obviously, there's cameras right. everywhere. We don't want there's that karma everywhere. on us either. So, And plus, there's cameras everywhere. No, I'm just kidding. True. No, but um, anyway. Oh, my God. What a good uh, New York is wrapping up soon. We're getting the reunion in a few weeks. Speaking of reunion, what did you think of Orange County reunion? It aired this week. I thought it was good. It was a... First good reunion. Um, I watched it twice. I'm trying, but now I'm trying to remember what happened. Uh, oh, I did enjoy Shannon calling or Gina calling Shannon out because that was completely necessary. And I just, I, I have uh, to say, we've been watching these women for years. I don't know Shannon's kids' names. I don't know Gina's kids' names. I don't know. I'm I don't know Gina's. Here. I know Shannon's. I know that it's different because they're working together, but I started sitting there like, oh, fuck. I don't even know Gina's kid's name. But yeah. um, I did laugh when Gina was like, I don't even know if I can do this anymore. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, sure. I'm like, first of all, what a what a threat. Like, oh, you're so, right. you're such an integral part of the show. I know. So it's like, okay, well, we'll have to have somebody else fill your seat. Because right. Gina has not listened. She's a very lovely person very nice woman I'm sure but I'm sitting there like well you're like the weakest link in terms of housewives back exactly I'm really glad that Emily stepped it up because Emily was on the same path for a little bit I know but Emily has really stepped it up and yes if y'all have not seen the uncensored uh housewives on Peacock to hear now listen Tamara's very Tamara but when she looked at (laughs) When she looked at Jen and said, fuck off. And I heard the actual fuck. I was like, right. Yes. <laughs> I know. It hits different. I get a kick out of hearing it. I know. Oh, it's completely <laughs> different. But yeah, it was it was okay reunion. I think that the season was uh, very petty, which is what we appreciate. So there wasn't really like a huge story to discuss. No. I think, I think next week uh, we'll get more of Shannon and John Jansen's uh, yes. relationship issues. and But overall... Um, I did like the big production set. I did like the. Oh, me too. That was cool. But I didn't like the sand. Oh, I would have been mad. That was really about like, I love the beach, but I hate sand. I couldn't understand why they had sand. And then they're walking through the sand in their shoes. And then they're on a wooden thing with the sand and the shoes. And my Virgo self is like feeling the sand on the bottom of the shoes, like on the wood. And it's probably making terrible sounds like, Oh, but you know, you know, what was funny is that um, they, Andy was going through their outfits and see, but this is why Heather Dubrow cracks me up because Andy looks at her and says, Oh, you're in all black. And she just goes, 
is it apropos it's like when you talk like that <laughs> you know you're gonna people are gonna look at you and be like oh what a snob like who talks like that like seriously is it, is it apropos i'm sitting there like <laughs> you need to hang out with people in your tax bracket or leave us for right at least i know what that word means i don't have to google it <laughs> i mean for real but it's like is it apropos like when that's type of words and and but when she said that i'm like okay I now I believe the word loser is not in her vernacular because for her yeah. it's like, is it apropos? Right. I'm just like, oh my God, like you just want people to key your car. Like you're just mm -hmm. so annoying. I just I can't take you. <laughs> but I listen, Heather, I love Heather DeRoe, but I just Me love, too. Me too. I love I love picking on her. It's fun. Um and she's rich, so she don't care what I think. Like she's rich. She doesn't care. Like, yeah. I'm gonna go, you know what? If I see Dr. Debro and be like, um, you guys sold your mansion. Here's my Venmo. Just buy me a drink. It'd be great. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Can I have a margarita, please? Um, Don Julio, me... 1942 in that, exactly. please. Exactly, and just give me some money. I'm like, like, how much cash do you have on you right Can now? Can I gamble? Please. Is it apropos to ask you this? Can you just buy me a Chanel? The store's right there. <laughs> I'll go to you and be like, Leslie, that is so not apropos. Like, what are you <laughs> doing Leslie oh my god so well, day I, classy so trashy and speaking oh you know what Leslie I say it every week I love talking to you and I love talking to you Mario especially about the rumors <laughs> I everybody need <laughs> I need to master my room I don't know I'm not the, gonna get good at it. the rumors I'll stick so, to my I love them, I love them. <laughs> we will see you the next time we see you Yes. Thank yes. you so much for listening, y'all. We love talking to y'all. Bye.